Hello everyone, this is Ian Clayton on the Wisdom Zico, a podcast by Origin Gate. Um, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm looking forward to furthering this conversation regarding the human body and thoroughly enjoy the process that we are going through to see this unfold here within creation. I am enjoying the, the, the again, the task of having to scripturally look at what I believe and then begin to engage with it in a more active way. Um, I found lockdown extremely interesting with regards to the way that we function and that we have been functioning and how everything is changing. So I just want to read a scripture to clarify what we spoke in the last session regarding the Holy Spirit and who he is and the way he engages with us. But this can be found in Romans um, Romans 8 and it's Romans 8.22. Um, for we know not that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Not only they, but ourselves also, which are the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, yet does he yet hope for. But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with the groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the, he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of Yahweh. And we know that all things work together for good for them that love Yahweh and to them that are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. He also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many, many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, them he glorified. I'm going to be breaking down this scripture over the next couple of sessions for us, really, just to give this the context for the necessity for you and I to understand that our body has the capacity to be able to live forever. The the complete the completion of who we are as a son of Yahweh, body, soul, spirit, having the ability to interact with a physical form within creation itself, the very platform that Yahweh made for man to dwell in, in the physical form. Of course, everything as a being, I'm a tri triune part being, body, soul, spirit, or spirit, soul, body. But connected within my, my spirit soul body, inside my spirit man, is the flame, the ever-burning, ignited flame of Yahweh that sits in this temple. The, the, in my soul, Christ is being formed in me as I walk through process with Him to engage and see the supply of all of this manifesting through my life. And of course, in my body is the Holy Spirit, and so primarily my spirit being and my body being are able to act together with the Holy Spirit in my body and the Father in my spirit being, being able to have Christ formed through the bridge of the doorway between those two acting together. And that is one of the reasons why praying in the Spirit is so important. Um, but let's just pick up here in verse in verse 22. For we know, we, we know that the whole of creation groans and reveals in painting it until now. Not only they, but we ourselves, which are the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to with the redemption of the body. Now, 
everything I have ever learned about what Christ is doing and has done is to do with salvation and the complete um, unfolding of his purpose within the physical form of our body. No person outside of Christ can ever have redemption. No person outside of Christ will ever have restoration. The only ones that are going to come into this process are going to be those that are woven into the fabric of who Christ is and what he's done for us. The process of the unlocking of the salvation process and the onward working of that through our spirit into our soul and then finally into our body. Now, it talks here about the body being adopted. Now, one of the, the coming to the place of adoption, you've got to understand the, what this adoption here is referring to. And many, many years ago, I can remember doing teachings on the covenant of adoption. This was probably 25 years ago without even understanding what I was talking about then and now having a lot clearer understanding on the covenant of adoption and what it means. I found this process extremely interesting in the way that it outworks through our lives. And so the, 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 the framework for adoption, if we can understand it like this, is where the, um, it, it's, it's to do with the a son being bought, being adopted into a family lineage, into a family line, and literally put on the scroll of the record of, the, of that family's genealogical line to have an inheritance within the family. And so the way this adoption would happen primarily in Christ's day or within, within Paul's day, with, with if someone who was of a I suppose had a very wealthy family, they would be um, bought in as a son, bought in as a as a as a child, and then they would come before the Roman judge. And if there was any record of the person's life, it was generally on a on a bit of lambskin or a scroll that could be wiped with water. And the water, the ink in those days was very soluble. It wasn't acidic like it is now that actually etches into paper. You could just wipe it. With a, with a damp rag to wipe away. And the implication and adoption here is that there was a record of your old life and there was a record of the new name with with with, with no, no written context in it because you haven't been brought into that family name yet. And the way the Roman judge would do it is that he would actually speak to the head of the household and go, do you adopt this person now to be your family and his name is da-da-da-da. And the name would be written on the new scroll of the person's life. And from that point onwards, that scroll would be the record of the person's life, not the old scroll. And what the Roman judge would do is he would take a damp rag and he would wipe the complete record of that old life and so there was no ability for that old life to be recalled and to be able to have access to influence, to do whatever. Also, not only that, but also society would now have to recognize there was no old life. The only life this person now has is the life going forward with what they're doing on their new scroll that has been presented for them. And so when Paul is, Paul is talking about waiting for the adoption, this is this process of the the judge going through that place of, of, of bringing um, um, adoption to a person. So Paul says that we are waiting ourselves, waiting for the adoption, the adoption to with the redemption of the body. Now, this has got nothing to do with your body physically dying. This redemption is actually to do with the complete human body being being completely transformed, bearing the record and the image 
of Christ himself. Because we've been predestinated to be conformed, according to the scriptures of the Lebanon, to his image. So so the moment we get born again, there is a a, 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 a process that begins to happen, which is a wiping away of the old life and a coming into the new life. And it's this this process that all of us are in. It's a journey coming out of corruption into incorruption, coming out of mortality, coming into immortality. And it's this process that you and I, as a son, have to walk through. We actually do not have a choice but to facilitate what Yahweh is wanting in, the, in, in all of creation. If, if all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of Yahweh, then it's waiting for you and I to get to grips with who we really are in our physical entity and begin to um, engage with it, to shift it and engage with the Holy Spirit that lives in it from the last session to be able to activate all of the stuff that is produced within us that brings and has the capacity to bring our body into complete restoration before his presence. Not only that, but the redemption of it, which means that my body will never have to die. Now, in, in John 6, and we'll cover this in another in another podcast in more detail, but in John 6, um, Yeshua says himself very clearly three times, you know, if you eat my body and drink my blood, you shall not die. If you eat my body and drink my blood, you shall live forever. If you eat my body and drink my blood... Um, we will never have to. We will never pass through death, and and so there's this there's this three times that 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 that, you, that Christ Himself in John six, talking about His blood, talking about His body, that says that that this is a is a platform that actually provides the catalyst for all of this to happen. So it's it's interesting to me that there are a lot of churches actually don't don't take communion anymore. There, and, and I mean, I, I, it's not about going to church and taking communion, but it's about taking communion. It doesn't matter when you, where you are and what you have around you. It's just symbols of something until we take it through the veil into Yahweh's presence where it becomes the elixir and a catalyst that we can bring out of heaven activated when we have taken it there through faith, by faith, in faith, having faith, engaging with the law of faith to facilitate on earth in hope the manifestation of what we are hoping for for the future and so so this process that we go through is just so intrinsically important for for where we are going towards the future the redemption of our physical entity must become a focus of of us as a believer that that no longer will i necessarily have to face death I'm no longer subject to sunstrike, which means the passage of the sun over my life, destroying the physical entity of my body, which is what actually occurred in the book of Genesis when Yahweh numbered the man's days due to the passage of the sun over the earth, over you every day, that your days are numbered by the passage of the sun. But according to scripture, when we come into the fullness of what Yahweh is wanting to do here, there is a release of a realm that begins to unlock within us, that begins to unfold that place of redemption in our body through the covenant of adoption within the very Son, son Himself. And when we become one with Him, the word says, as He is, so are we in this life. As we become one with Him with regards to the belief system with, with, of our body, what we believe is in our body. As I said before, I, I am on a journey. I am not 
there yet. But I'm on a journey and I've certainly seen uh, a difference in the way that my body's functioning. I'm learning to try and deal with the physical infirmities that are so prevalent within our bodies through this process, taking communion, engaging with my spirit as a spirit being and the Holy Spirit in my body, engaging with my body, interceding and praying for my body, allowing my physical entity to begin to vibrate with the sound of the spirit of Yahweh praying through me the perfect, flawless will of Yahweh because he knows the mind of Yahweh. When I'm praying in the spirit like that, I am praying the perfect will into existence around me. But also through faith and by faith, laying hold, laying hold of this inside of us. And then it says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope for yet a man sees. What does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. And so one of the key components to all of this issue regarding the redemption of the body is this is a process. I need you to see this. This isn't something that's going to happen suddenly one day when we are, when somewhere, you know, in the ethereal world, as in the church age system, one day somewhere, somehow, Christ will come and redeem me and take me out of all my trouble. This has nothing to do with that place of redemption and taking us out of trouble. It's actually got to do with, with us overcoming the trouble and being the answer to everything that is around us. And it's this process of unlocking this physical realm around us with our spirit being engaging in the covenantal process of adoption and engaging with the fullness of what Christ said. If we are crucified in Christ, then we are going to be raised in Christ. I've done teachings on this kind of stuff in the past about the, the cross and the grave and what the, happens in the grave with the, with the, the body of Christ and re-manifesting itself, refashioned into a physical form that was still able to be seen and contacted. Now, if, if Christ is going to be the firstborn of many, there is a, a time and a season now for you and I to begin to seriously need to consider, first of all, what we think about our physical body. Secondly, to begin to consider the potential possibility that my body will be able to live forever. Of course, in a different estate because of the glory of Yahweh that would be manifested through it. But it's still important for you and I to actually see that this realm that Yahweh is wanting to reveal to us comes through the Spirit, comes through the activation of the Holy Spirit in us and the entanglement within communion. I hope you've enjoyed this session. I'll be picking some more of this, this up in the next session. This is Ian Clayton signing off from Wisdom's Echo. Have a fantastic day. Shalom.